new report out today uh, raising some concern about the amount of debt that Canada is taking on and just, if nothing else, the cost of servicing that debt. Right. There may be all kinds of longer term implications for Canada in terms of the amount of debt we're taking on. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen with interest rates in the years ahead. But what we know right now is that with the amount of debt that Canada has taken on, and that debt has increased substantially through this pandemic, maybe you can argue a lot of that was necessary, emergency kind of borrowing. Regardless, it is a significant amount of debt, and whether we think it's justified or not, we still got to pay to service that debt. So each year, there is a cost to government in just basically interest on the debt. It's not paying down the principal of the debt, obviously. It's just money that's basically out the door, and that's that. And so increasingly, that represents a big part of Canada's budget each year. Money we're, we're attributing to, to that interest is money that's not being spent on programs, that's not being refunded back to Canadians in the form of lower taxes, and really it's not even going down to pay down the debt. So how much are we talking about now? What are the concerns in the next few years here in terms of uh, what those costs might represent? Well, there's a new report out today uh, from the Fraser Institute, fraserinstitute.org, looking at this exact question. Joining us on the line, one of the authors of this report, Jake Foss, is a senior economist at the Fraser Institute and joins us on the line here. Jake, great to have you with us. Welcome to the program. Thanks very much for having me on. Uh, so approximately, you know, especially given, you know, the last year and a bit of, of massive spending increases, massive amounts of borrowing, what, what is uh, the, the national debt at the federal level right now? Yeah, so if we actually look, you know, like you said, government deficits have obviously risen substantially across Canada in response to the COVID pandemic. Um, you know, so we have seen a big increase at the federal level in particular, um, but, you know, several provinces, including Ontario, Alberta, um, and others are running quite large deficits this year. Um, and we're actually seeing that the collective debt um, across Canada is over $2 trillion now for net debt. Um, and if we compare this to 2008, it was at about $1 trillion. So we really doubled the amount of debt um, both during the pandemic and uh, before the pandemic as well. Um, you know, really over these last 12 to 13 years, um, we've seen that double increase in, in terms of debt across the country. And, you know, interest rates are low right now. And I mean, that's often held up as an excuse to, you know, engage in this borrowing. But I mean, well, that's all well and good. I mean, obviously, interest rates aren't zero. We are paying to service this debt. What, what are we looking at right now in terms of uh, interest payments on the debt? Yeah, so obviously these deficits are occurring right now at a time when interest costs are at a historical lows, so. um, but what we do here in our study is that we show what happens if effective interest costs return to the levels that we saw just say a couple of years ago in 2019. What yeah. we would actually see is that deficits would surge even higher by about $17 billion across Canada this year. Um, which is a significant expense. And the bulk of that would actually be felt at the federal level. Um, so about 13 of that $17 billion would be felt in Ottawa um, rather than the provinces themselves. But what this does is increases your deficits and kind of gets you in that spiral um, where you know interest costs keep increasing um, and your deficits keep increasing as well. It becomes harder and harder to balance your budgets. Um, you know Your debt starts increasing even faster um, and it just becomes that vicious cycle. So that would be a big increase from what was budgeted as $22 billion, which is still a lot of money, to $35 billion just to service the the debt. That's potentially what we'd be looking at, just at the federal level. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's only if uh, interest costs were to return to 2019 levels, which were already yeah. near historic lows at that level. Um, if they were to rise even further, you know, we could go above that $35 billion um, and drive the deficit even higher. You know, right now the federal government is projecting over $150 billion deficit this year um, and significant deficits for the next five years as well. Um, you know, we could see that number increase um, quite substantially. Um, you know, we even see over a five-year period, um, if interest costs return to 2019 levels, uh, we'd see about a $35 billion increase over the next five years in just federal interest costs alone. Um, that doesn't even account for the provinces. So, um, you know, there's big effects here, both at the federal level and at the provincial level as well. And that's a pretty big hole in any government budget. I mean, prior to the pandemic, you know, we were talking about the government racking up big deficits in the neighborhood of 20 or $25 billion. So $35 billion represents more than even those pre-pandemic large deficits. I mean, it's more than the, you know, the entire budget for certain government departments. I mean, that, that's a pretty massive hole to fill in any government budget, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a massive hole to fill. Um, and at the same time, you're, you're increasing deficit, you know, spending too. Um, and by increasing the amount you're spending on interest costs in future years, that could leave fewer resources for government programs like healthcare, education, social services, or the potential for tax relief. Um, and, you know, at the same time, there's also another negative consequence of growing government debt and interest costs um, that it can burden future generations of Canadians who will have to, you know, cover the corresponding interest payments in the future, potentially through higher taxes. Um, so, you know, we may be essentially asking young kids in Canada to put the bill of today's spending, while in the future they may not enjoy the same benefits that we do today. Yeah, you mentioned something interesting, the way this can kind of snowball. So if, if you know, this number represents a, a pretty substantial figure, which it does already at the moment, you know, becomes harder and harder then to, to cover off the budget. That results in more borrowing. The borrowing adds to the debt. It increases the cost of servicing the budget. So, you know, it's this cycle, right? And it just keeps getting bigger. And, you know, it, it's pretty easy for the situation to keep spiraling that way, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that we've seen kind of across Canada, both at the federal and provincial level. Um, you know, provinces like Ontario in particular, they've struggled to balance the budget, you know, years after recessions, largely due to the interest costs that they have to pay, um, you know, in terms of all that debt that they accumulated during the bad times. And then a lot of the, the governments uh, don't actually want to balance the budgets during the good times. Um, and so you have even higher and higher interest costs going forward because you're borrowing more and more money. Um, and the problem just continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger until somebody actually has to step up and do something big to deal with it um, rather than having to make little changes at the margin, um, you know, year over year. Um, you know, people kind of wait to, to push off the problem and kind of kick the can down the road. Um, and the problem only gets um, even more worse um, as time goes on. Yeah, it does. And obviously, we don't want to get ourselves in a situation where we're backed into a corner and we got to take, as you say, drastic action. So uh, what, what can we do at this point? What, what should the takeaway for governments be right now? Yeah, well, I would say a few things here. You know, I think governments across Canada, it's, it's going to be really important, you know, coming out of the COVID pandemic to develop credible long-term plans, especially in next year's budgets, um, to try to demonstrate modest restraints and aim to stop debt accumulation in the foreseeable future. Um, you know, we're expecting a, a good recovery here from, from the pandemic, um, you know, at the end of 2021 and going into 2022 and 2023. Um, so ultimately, it's going to be about the federal and provincial governments understanding that they're going to have to make difficult decisions in a post-COVID world, and we should not continue running large deficits in the coming years. Um, you know, I point to the example of the mid-1990s 
you know, we had a federal liberal government under Jean Chrétien and Paul Martin. They had to make difficult decisions when they had a near debt crisis, um, but they ultimately chose not to pass the burden of debt down to another generation or to another government. Um, so, you know, this is something that I would look to as kind of a model for what the provinces and federal government can, can look to. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, if you if you want to go by debt to GDP ratio, we're, we're not quite as, as acute as things were in the 1990s. But, you know, that that's just one way of measuring it. Right. I mean, obviously, the the amount of money we're paying on on debt every year is is a real figure. It's not subject to different measurements. It's a specific dollar figure. So, you know, we can try to console ourselves, I guess, with more favorable debt to GDP sort of assessments. But that, that bottom line number is uh, that 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 dollar figure is very real isn't it yeah absolutely yeah I, I mean you know the thing about the 1990s obviously we're not in a situation like the 1990s um but you know the problem was really the the period before that in the 1970s and 1980s where interest costs weren't that substantial yet um but over time that kind of that snowballing effect they get bigger and bigger and bigger until you actually do something about it um so the point here is really to take action before things get really bad um, and, and to be proactive about your approach. I mean, right now, the, the provinces and federal government are spending about $53 billion this year on interest costs, which is a, you know, a, a substantial expense, but not nearly as bad as the 1990s, where you were spending about one in every $3 of revenue on federal interest costs alone. Um, you know, but the, the, like I said, you know, this can become a snowballing problem uh, where things get worse over time. So you do want to take that proactive approach um, and make sure that you're taking care of the problem before it becomes, you know, even bigger than it already is. Absolutely. Much more at FraserInstitute.org. Jake, thanks so much for joining us here this morning. We really appreciate it. Thanks very much for having me on. All right. Jake Fuss is a senior economist at the uh, Fraser Institute, FraserInstitute.org. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no avoiding that. I mean, even right now, $22 billion is what's budgeted to uh, service that debt. That's a lot of money. I think as Albertans can attest to. And in all likelihood, that, that number is going to continue to grow. Obviously, we're going to continue adding to the debt over the next few years. I don't think that's in any doubt. No one's expecting a, a return to balance anytime soon, and nor does there appear to be any uh, urgency in, in paying down the actual principal. And sure, fine, we can argue, I mean, the debt itself, is it manageable, the debt-to-GDP ratio, all of that. But ultimately, still, we're left with this big, big hole in the budget each year. Money that's just basically evaporated before you even start the process. That's gone. That's out the door. $22 billion now, likely to grow, you know, perhaps even in the next year to $35 billion, according to this report. So that's $35 billion that could otherwise be spent... You know, paying down the debt, for example, or lowering taxes for Canadians or program spending, you know, all kinds of things. But instead, that's just, that's right out the door, right out of the gate. So something to be aware of, uh, that when we talk about managing all of this debt, that's a big part of the equation, is what it costs us each year to service that.